We have a jam-packed new show. A lot of the stuff that didn't make it into last week because we were just picoing like bonkers is in this week. So let's kick it off. Okay, first up, we have uh, from Kicktronic. I just love this adorable microbit slash clue breakout board. Um, it's got this uh, slim uh, connector on it. You plug your uh, clue or pico, uh, clue or pico, clue or microbit or microbit v2 or other microbit compatible. Like we had that high five board. What I thought was kind of nifty is they give you the sticker that like has the pinouts on it, and it goes on the connector, which is a kind of a, a unique uh, idea. And this is the other side, and then. Uh, this is the sticker. You, you put the sticker on yourself because they have the labeling on the bottom. But basically, it's just a really slim way of making a breadboard-friendly uh, microbit connector, and you have plenty of space left over on your breadboard. Okay, back did to... Oh, you want to show it? Did you want to show it? Or? Uh, I think the picture's good, but yeah, why not? Let's, let's go quick to uh, the overhead. Yeah, so what I just really like is how you have a... This is tough to focus on because it's so long. Um, what I just like is that you have all this extra space. You have all the pins broken out, but you have all this extra space here for breadboarding. So um, pair this up with some short wires, and uh, it'll be a really, it's just it's so cute and like easy and fun, and you still have access to the buttons and to the LEDs. Okay, cool. All right, next up, let's go over to Okay, the Pico fun never ends. We finally got the book in. This is the book. Uh, getting started with MicroPython on Raspberry Pi Pico. Uh, we love Python on hardware. We love this book. Uh, it's, it's really fun. The graphics are beautiful. It's full color. You can also download it, the PDF online. I won't lie to you if you don't want to buy the book. But if you're giving a gift of a Pico, there's people who learn better from books. You don't have to scroll through things. You can make notes. You can, you know, draw pictures on it. Um, so this book is from uh, the Pi Foundation uh, by uh, Gareth Hathakri and uh, Ben Everand. And uh, it's got all sorts of projects. You'll need a couple components to maybe follow along, resistors, LEDs, and buttons. Guess what? You can get those all from the Adafruit shop. All right, next up. Okay, next up, this was cool. So I found this, like, some other way. I didn't realize that Kano made a, um, a cute little... Uh, webcam but they did and i thought they went what was nice is they went totally weird with it like in a good way um so this is a uh webcam that first off it's right angle and it's got this gooseneck right let me see if i have one um, it's got a gooseneck to it so you can uh, make it into like a document camera and it's got a uh, macro lens on it so let's go to the overhead this is it is a little bit unusual all this stuff that they included okay so um, this is the right angle USB connector so it, what's nice is that if you're using this with a laptop uh, you can uh, you can just plug it in and then this is the gooseneck so it's you know whatever you position it in it stays um, there is a lamp it's not plugged in but normally an LED would light up and then this is cool there is uh, this is you know a normal lens and then when you put this way there's a little you can see a magnifying lens um, so you can uh, use this to look at like small things, gives you like a couple times magnification. There's also a little rotator and it comes with a USB-C adapter. So if you have like a MacBook or whatever that they don't believe in USB-A, you plug it in and uh, you're good as gold. So I just thought this was super cute. Um, it's two megapixel, uh, but it just shows up as a normal camera and it's great for like document camera work. But of course you can also just use it as a plain webcam, you just point it at your face. 
Yeah, I think for folks who have like single board computers, this is a nice little. And it's a beautiful design. Nice little possibility to add on. Yeah, I like it. I think for machine learning, would be great because you can like move it around and point yeah. it at stuff, right? This is like once you see it, you're like, well, duh. Of course, this is a good idea. So good job, right. Kano. Next up. Um, okay, we have a. Somebody's like tweeted like, "I'm in the Wi-Fi. I'm in the Bluetooth. I'm in the combination Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Uh, this is a combination Wi-Fi and Bluetooth dongle. Um, you get the Wi-Fi 802.11n. You also get the BLE. Um, it's a little dongle. Why? There's people who have you know single board computers like maybe old Beagle Bones or old Raspberry Pis where you have a limited number of ports. Maybe even have only one port like a uh, Raspberry Pi A, but you want to add Wi-Fi and Bluetooth." You know, you don't want to get a whole new computer. Maybe you have it set up just the way you want. Um, so you plug this in. Uh, you have to install the kernel driver. It's a little annoying. It doesn't just automatically appear on Linux. But when you use it with a Mac or Windows, it, it does. It's built into those operating systems. Um, that said, you know, this is kind of the only combination Wi-Fi, Bluetooth thing I could ever find. So this is it. Uh, we used to carry one that was, was I thought was really nice, but it got discontinued. And uh, this is what we could find instead. That said, it does work quite well. I plugged into a Raspberry Pi Zero, uh, installed the software, and then I had Bluetooth and Wi-Fi after I rebooted. All right, next up. Okay, this by popular demand, by popular demand, I mean uh, Paint Your Dragon asked for it. Um, this is NeoPixel with ultra, ultra high density. So 300 plus LEDs per meter. Uh, so this is a half meter long strip, and you're wondering, why did you go with a half meter, not a full meter? Well, the full meter um, had a gap in the middle, and I kind of didn't like it, and so I decided, you know what, if I'm gonna, if we're gonna stop this, I gotta stop the, you know, one that's just a, a smooth, um, it, it's like a very smooth um, a silicone bead where the colors like mix very nicely. So uh, let's go to the next yeah, we few, got a photos. few photos here. Here's how it connects up. Yeah, and there's just some pictures showing the close-up. So the LEDs are so close together, and they're covered with the silicone that they basically blend. Like you can, like with this, with our nicest camera, you can, and at the lowest brightness, you can see the little dots. But in person, um, not as much. So we can go to the overhead, and this is, of course, freaking out because it's so bright. Let me start over again. So yeah, this is. Um, just ultra, ultra high density, um, 165 NeoPixels, so you do need a good power supply. I think my power supply maybe isn't that great, um, but you'll need like a up to two amp power supply uh, for these NeoPixels. Um, but that said, if you want something, here, let me move this. If you want something super slim and you can even cut it out of the um, silicone coating, this would be great for cosplay or like embedding into like art or something where you want like a perfectly smooth bead of light. Um, and now it's a NeoPixel, so you can change every LED on this entire strip uh, individually just with any NeoPixel code. All right, and then uh, we seem to have some other things that yes, come to the store. Yes, we have uh, also single color. Now you're like, why would I get these when I have the NeoPixel? Well, the NeoPixels need to be coded. These do not. You just give them nine to 12 volts. So we've got yellow. And we've got pink, and these are all one meter long, and I think they're also 350 LEDs per meter. So again, a very smooth, pure bead of light. We've got blue, uh, we've got green, and we also have red. So we have kind of all the colors. Um, they're all the same price, and they all use the same power. It's just, you know, what color do you want when you turn it on? Um, and let me see if I've got... 
again on the overhead. I've got the power supply here. Let me pick out the green one. This is gonna be super bright. So it comes on a reel. Let's go to the overhead and I'll show that. Like the NeoPixel strips we just chatted about, these come on a reel. Uh, there's a little silicone bead, and you can even see that these are, it's, it's greened a little bit. Um, it comes in silicone covering, but you can remove it. But unlike the NeoPixel, this is only uh, power and ground. There's no data line because you just give it, I've got like a power supply over here with uh, little clips. So let me plug the power into the power and the ground to the ground, and it lights up. Uh, so really beautiful beautiful bright like shining green and again it's a basically a smooth bead of light it just it's kind of what you want um elr to look like but it never did um you can get that effect with this and these are all individual colors you can pwm the whole strip but if you want to change the individual colors or change the whole strip color of course you have to get that uh neopixel instead um but you know it sort of depends on whether you want to write any code or whether you just want to plug it in and go I know a lot of people who do projects or they want to light something up and they're like, I don't want to write any code. I just want to give it power and it lights up. This, you give it 12 volts and Bob's your uncle. Right. Super easy. Okay. And the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our team, Adafruit, and all the folks hanging out tonight is? The SPI SMT card. When we tweeted about this, uh, people really liked it. Um, half the people thought this is amazing and half the people said, I have no idea what you would do this for. So this is interesting. This is a chip. Uh, the chip on the right is an SPI SMT SD card. So it's an SD card, but it's soldered directly onto the PCB, but you interface with it just like you would an SD card breakout. So it worked with Arduino and CircuitPython and MicroPython, basically anything that you would talk to an SD card for data logging. This is a um, half gigabyte card, so 512 megabytes. So why would you use this? Why not just use an SD card uh, holder? Um, so the number one use case I see for this is people who are putting projects into uh, stuff that vibrates heavily, like rockets or maybe into robots, and they don't want the risk of the SD card getting shaken loose, which can happen, um, especially if it gets hit really hard, like the rocket falls to earth. Um, if you have one of these things, um, you solder it in and it, you, know, you can mechanically bolt it down and it's not moving anywhere. And no matter how hard it hits, it's not gonna fall. I mean, if it falls off the board, the whole thing's broken anyways. Um, so that's kind of nice. Another thing is for size. There are some times where you mechanically you just want something smaller, uh, and that could be good in this case too. The uh, write speed for these I think is class eight. I have that documentation in there, but it's over SPI, so you're not going to get you know full SP. You know, you're not going to get that full write speed probably because you're going to be bound by the speed of your SPI. But you can run it at up to 80 megahertz clock rate. I just think this is kind of cool, right? I mean, I'll probably do one that's the SDIO interface as well. Um, but a lot of people have code that uses um, SPI for interfacing with SD cards. You can just plop this in. It's already pre-formatted with FAT16 as well, so it's ready to go. Kind of cool for data logging. All right. And with that, we'll